I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, dummies. If you listened to episode 26 of The School for Dumb Women, you'll have remembered we spoke to Toby Oroden about actress, director, and showrunner Issa Rae. As usual, we talked for far too long and couldn't fit it all in the podcast. So here's a bonus episode with the whole conversation in it. That's B-O-N-U-S, not B-O-N-E-R-S, although Caroline does get very excited. Now, although like most podcasters, we usually prefer to sit in small rooms and listen to our own voices, sometimes a fourth voice sneaks in like a tiny Christmas mouse. This week, that Christmas mouse is journalist and creator of Black Ballad, a lifestyle website created by and for black women, Toby Oroden. Hey, hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Toby, what is the dumbest thing you've ever done? I walked into a lamppost. Oh. oh that's pretty bad. Classic. I, but I did it twice in the space of like a week when <laughs> I was younger. Same lamppost. No, oh. but I, I literally did it twice. I remember I was coming home from McDonald's birthday party and I walked into a lamppost. Oh. And then I got out of a car and I was talking and I walked into a lamppost. I wonder if anyone saw both and was like, My mother good? did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My mother did. I literally felt like I wanted to die. Oh. <laughs> I walked into a bollard the other day. Oh, which is well, they're low, aren't they? Very low. They sneak up on you. Hard to yeah. see. So I, I empathise a lot. Thank you. My mother doesn't. So oh. thank you. <laughs> so Toby, we said in the intro that you were a Christmas mouse, but actually we've decided you're a guinea pig. Ooh. Avid listeners to the podcast will know that we have had guests before, but this week we're trying something different, and we're investigating whether, in fact, anyone could do what we do. Anyone could have a podcast. Okay. (laughs) What a disgusting idea. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're starting a new thing and it's called Guest Knows Best. Oh. And you are the first guest. Who knows best? Of course I do. Yeah. You definitely know more than us. It's fine. Um, So, Toby, what are you going to talk to us about today? I'm going to talk and hopefully teach you about Ice Array. Oh, okay. So excited. I don't know who she is. Okay, so Issa Rae is an African-American um, screenwriter, producer, web content creator, black girl magic, does it all. Sounds um, amazing. She has her own show on HBO called Insecure. It's um, oh, Golden Globe nominated. She wrote it. Um, she produces it. She directs episodes. Um, but she came to prominence with her web series called The Awkward black girl serious and she's just she's just life like she just she just, <laughs> she just she's just like on a red carpet someone said to her so like who are you rooting for an award show and she was like all the black people <laughs> <laughs> like she just gives no fuck so like fair, yeah yeah and she puts a lot of naked men in her show oh my god so many hot naked men 
in that I, I guys watch Insecure like because it's brilliant and like the writing's really good but there's so many hot guys yeah. on it really yeah like yeah. you know when you have like a lot of sex scenes in shows you always see the woman whereas Issa yes. Rae she's she, you never see women naked you just see a lot of men's bums and like great yeah. like she, yeah. it's really really masterfully done and like she's even said that like she likes seeing naked guys like so why should they not be on TV yeah. so like that's so true actually it is always from like the man's point of view and you're like boobs are lovely sure yeah, but I'm single. And I see boobs anytime I want. And you can tell it's really strange because I watch it. I watch it with my husband, and he was yeah. like, "There's so many naked men." I was like, "But there's always <laughs> naked women. Yeah, there's always the naked women." Time. Yeah, and he was like, "Say, like, why there's so many naked men on the screen?" And then he was like, "Like, yeah." So it's you just like don't like it, do you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like I. I like it. Yeah, but you know, and I just have to kind of keep a straight face when I watch it with my husband because I'm yeah. just like. Yeah, yeah, it's all about the writing and the joke. Like, yeah, of it's the writing, man. Yeah. yeah, I love the scene structure of this. Because <laughs> yeah. whenever you see a sex scene on Insecure, it's always like um, it'll be, typically be a woman with her like arms around like the most beautiful ass you've ever seen, and she's clearly like coming her brains out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And just like you barely see, you basically yeah. see her hair hey. and her face yes. and her right. arms, and then just like a lovely man's body. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is this what? Where can I see this? <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, Issa Rae, she's just great. And one thing I love about her is that she always gets friends that she's met in uni or people she met along the way to help out on her show. So like, if she needs a director or a writer, she's like, okay, I went to college with this person, so they can help me out on the show. She's really not like, okay, I'm here. Let me go and reach out to the biggest person yeah, who's directing yeah. at the moment or the most in demand like screenwriter. She's all about like, let's all come up together. Let's you know like, yeah. who was I rolling with back in the day when I had no money? Like, okay, now you come and help me and let's make money together. And I love yeah. that ethos. I love. Yeah. That kind of like she hasn't forgotten who she is or who helped her get on her journey. I think sometimes that's so easy, like when you kind of make it. Not that I know, but just saying. (laughs) Hey. Hey. (laughs) But yeah, like you just, and it's just like, yeah, I think it's just a reminder that teamwork makes dream work. And that, like, kind of like her vision, she's always had kind of the vision that she wants to portray. And like the people that know her vision best are the people that she knew back in the day. Um, And I really, really love that about that, like her kind of like how she thinks and like how the things she stands for and also you know it's representation you know as a black woman like I love what she's doing with representation you yeah. know um, Insecure is about two black women like a black woman's not the sidekick they're the main characters yeah. an awkward black girl it's so fucking awkward like the first episode's called Stop Sign and it's about her singing in her car and being cool and it's just really cringe yeah. but it's just that you've never seen a black woman like that on like in, on screen before who's just super awkward and just messy and doesn't know what she's doing yeah and I really 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 love that series yeah. um, so I recommend it well I'm going to watch a lot of men's bums tonight and <laughs> all for black girls YouTube, as well yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so um, so she, she did Awkward Black Girl on YouTube and she was like for quite a few years wasn't it and yeah. then she went down to Insecure but where did she like come from like what, did she was she in the comedy scene or like what no um, she was just always trying to make it like I think she was just like trying to break through in terms of like um, writing and like sending ideas in and I think she was just like I'm just going to do it myself um, and I think she did do a bit of the comedy scene I think um, but yeah um, I'm like 
just I came into like the YouTube scene with her and just followed from there. I probably should do even more research on her actually. <laughs> but um yeah, that's kind of where I came in in that point. So yeah. Yeah, I, there's this piece. Um, I mean, insecure. You could tell that it um, it just finished its second season. Yeah, and you could really tell that it hit sort of the mainstream in a big mm. way because you were, there was suddenly so many think pieces on it, and that's when you know something is like doing it. When like every yeah. two days, the AV Club or Vulture is running something. And one piece I saw going around a lot was um, the things that Insecure did with lighting, which I'd love to hear your take on. Yes. So basically, um really interesting and funny is that sometimes when black people get photographed we don't look quite right because people don't know how to change the lighting for us and it's really weird because like when I was looking for a photographer for my getting married my husband kept saying to me has the person photographed black people because I'm not going to have someone that doesn't have to photograph black people and it's such a big thing for us Um, so she actually gets people who know how to light our skin so we don't look way too dark or way too grey. And it was just so interesting that she even thought of that because it just showed you how many shows don't think of that. Um, And yeah, it was a massive thing and the piece went viral, but like it's kind of natural, I guess, to a black person to think about how we're going to be lighted, but not to most people. I I remember thinking that when I used to watch Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Obviously, Lisa was the only black character and she, she really looked like... Like yeah, like bad. Like she was a yeah. beautiful actress, but she, she they made her look terrible, and I always wondered lighting. why that was. Yeah, probably was a combination lighting. of lighting, not having makeup, and I was going yeah. to say, is it the makeup artist oh, yeah, thing course, as well? Yeah. yeah, probably a bit of both. So, like, did anyone else think that? I was like just a really snobby kid. <laughs> I used to watch Saved by the Bell, but I can't remember all the characters. Oh. I only had the free channels, so I just watched like. Uh, so did I? It was on the free channel. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Oh, maybe I just it was wasn't, on, wasn't it was up on, on one Sunday morning channel the right four. Time. Yeah, it was on channel four. Yeah. I can only remember Screech because he did that awful university oh. tour oh, after he was in porn film. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh. Dustin yeah. Diamond. Oh, that's oh. Is that a real name? I don't know. It'd be worse if he changed his name to Dustin Diamond. It kind of sounds like a porn name, doesn't yeah, it? It's yeah. It's like he was 13 in Saved by the Bell. He was like, this is going to be porn <laughs> This is someday. where I'm going. This is a great introduction to me doing porn. Uh, <laughs> awful. Yeah. Why, yeah. Did, why did Lisa look bad? What? What? Maybe I'm being, but I remember seeing her in like press shots and she looked gorgeous. But if you saw her in the show, she just, I don't know, she always just looked lit strangely. Like, funny enough, I think that with when I grew up, I used to, I loved June Sarpong. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think about seeing her in magazines because you know, she was one of the MTV girls with like Kat Dealey and Edith Bowman. Yeah. yeah. And like when you looked at them, you could tell that she, I don't know, she looked a lot darker, but then when you meet her in real life, she's not as dark. You can tell it's a lighting thing. Oh, really? Like, you can you can tell. Like, it was like, oh, yeah. Like, even I was in a magazine, and, like, I remember my friends around me, was like, oh, my God, like, you look so good. But it was like, you can tell they didn't know how to photograph you. And I was like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it was the first thing that someone said to me. I was like, like, all my friends were like, they, you can tell they didn't photograph you right oh, with the wow. lighting. You can tell. So that's why Insecure, like, it's not just about representation, yeah. it's not just about the writing, it's that she thinks of every single yeah, yeah, aspect. Yeah. And she's totally obsessed with Frank Ocean, so... Like, I mean, oh. he is a full babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, there's references to Frank Ocean throughout the series. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, 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 like, it, there's, there was, like, a massive think piece on it, like, how many references are to Frank Ocean in Insecure? And she's like, yeah, there's a reference all the time, because I just love him. I love the sound yeah. of this woman that she's just like... 
Here's what I like. Here's that who is I exactly like. It. I'm going to do a thing, a show about those things, and I'm going to include like all the people who have like meant a lot to me from growing up as well. Yeah. I think that's yeah. really cool. So yeah, I love her for that, and I love her Michelle Obama love letter as well. So like, oh, what did she do? Yeah. Tell us about that. She wrote a lot, uh, like a letter to Michelle Obama explaining why Michelle Obama was so like important to her yeah. and how she felt like watching her and said that basically insecure maybe couldn't have existed without like the Obamas. They came out of the era of the Obama era. So wow. like yeah, it was like it was just right, really emotional. It was a black woman reading it. She was like, I could finally see and think what it would be like to be in the White House, like seeing this black woman and like the things that Michelle. Obama dealt with she was like you know I can understand but I probably wouldn't have dealt with it as classy as that like really who would but (laughs) yeah so like yeah so she's just a babe because like yeah she just says what she wants on the red carpet she writes about what she wants and gets paid for it she puts her friends in her shows and then she just like fangirls over Frank Ocean like life is made for her like (laughs) she's got the perfect existence (laughs) yeah like life cannot get any better than that Apart from the fact that she had a crush on Drake, which is a bit like, ugh, like, whatever. What's wrong with Drake? Is he bad? Do we hate him now? (laughs) I don't know. I feel like Drake's just like bit emotional <laughs> I thought that like Molly's boyfriend in Insecure was basically Drake right oh like the, the what, tall guy she's gone out with by the end oh mm, yeah mm, like, <laughs> like trash feelings he's, he he's trash <laughs> yeah. he's trash like I would divorce my husband he's trash they, like. they, basically in the second season of Insecure there's this whole thing around open relationships and it's the first time I've ever seen an open relationship shown on screen that it wasn't like oh evil or oh they're all bad people um, it was kind of interesting but I think he's lying so I think that's why he's trash oh really I don't think he's in open marriage oh this is heating up yeah <laughs> I'm in I'm fully in. I'm fully in Alex is about to leave the studio to so just go home and watch this right yeah. now like, yeah I know what, what's Can't really wait. funny as well is that um, as you were saying earlier on it's very typical for um, in female led things to get a, a like a black best friend character do you know what I mean yeah. and she's always just there like chiming in with yeah, the white yeah. girl but in Insecure it's like flipped it there's like yeah. um, she's got like the really hopeless like white but, best friend it, who's it just like work, yeah. Yeah. she's so funny like she's always talking about how she like tweeted Ava DuVernay <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like trying to be woke all the time and like yeah. <laughs> which is yeah it's, it's 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 really cool to watch and it's kind of like she's just kind of taking the piss out of like this kind of liberal movement and being like okay maybe it's not what you think it is as well and I think yeah. that's the thing with Issa Rae like everything's a social comment like even though even with her web series even though it's fun even though it's jokey it's making real comments on society yeah. and like how blackness and the black community is portrayed and I think that's probably why I love her as much as I love the hot guys and insecure <laughs> and all of that like it is because she's so smart and she knows what she's doing yeah. and she knows that like you know if people are having these conversations, she's really making a difference. Like, it's not just to, you know, put it out there and get rich. It's like, okay, like, let's make a difference. Let's have a show that's, you know, doused in humour, but at the centre of it, they're, like, real, real, real yeah. stories there. Like, there was a... Um, she kind of touched on kind of, like, stop and search um, within Insecure. And, like, it was done in kind of, like... The end result was a little bit humorous and where it went, but the fact that she touched on it, I was like, yeah, good for you like yeah, you yeah. know like you wrote it in the way that was really real to black men like yeah. in terms of like my husband was like yeah I've had that feeling like really yeah like who's like yeah. like only I think personally only a black writer would have gotten it that way in terms of making you feel how that person felt yeah I think that's why you know she's also loved 
But that's a bit too serious. <laughs> <laughs> no. Take the high with the low. Definitely. So what do you think is next for the low, the deep with the shallow. You've got bums and you've got issues. That's what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a bit of both. Well, (laughs) I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I know, like, season three of Insecure better come out because, like, the ending was not fun. So... Oh, how did I... (gasps) Don't tell me. Oh, no, 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 (laughs) So that... um, I know she said something like she wanted to create, like, um, a black Beverly Hills 902.1 or whatever. I know she was saying, where is that show? That show needs to be on TV. So I don't know if she's going to create that. Yeah. Um, But, like, yeah, probably more TV shows. I think, like, she's so, like, you know, loves being in charge of her own destiny. I don't know if she'll do anything where she's not got that creative control. Yeah. Maybe she will if the right project comes along. I don't know. Yeah. But I think just more, like director producer under her belt like anything she can get her teeth into like yeah she a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wasn't there do. something going around where she was doing a somebody did a tweet being like, um, we need a Rihanna movie or some, something. Sorry, I'm, I'm remembering it wrong, but there was a, t- a tweet of like Rihanna and somebody else. Lupita. Talking. Oh yeah. yes. Someone, I think someone said, will she like write the script for it for Lupita and Rihanna I think, heist I think, movie or something? I think someone said that. <laughs> yeah, I think someone said that, and I don't know if she tweeted them back, but maybe. Hey, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I feel like no one could give a script to Rihanna. She'd just be like. I'm going to turn up. <laughs> I'll do I'm what I do. do a film. <laughs> and then I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wasn't she in Battleship? Yeah. I, I never know. watched that. Was yeah, I good? didn't either, but I just know that she was in it and I'd love to know what she did because you're right. Like, I didn't know watch her be like, in it. And you're she not going to for me. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> she was also in um, Valerian, right? And apparently that didn't do very well. That oh. looks just shit from the beginning. Though. Yeah. yeah. Didn't it? That's not Rihanna's <laughs> fault. That's, yeah. like, Maybe Rihanna like, is really good at music but is really bad at watching films. Maybe she thinks that really bad films are really good. <laughs> like Rihanna's there watching The Room being like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... No, I don't know what other films Rihanna's been in apart from that really terrible one that you just mentioned. Yeah. And Battleship, which Battleship. I think didn't do well either. Which also starred Liam Neeson, I believe. So it's not like she was the only one to blame. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> there is that. Okay. I'd love to know, what did Liam Neeson and Rihanna talk about in the green room? <laughs> I would love that. It's like, so have you seen Taken? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe she's like, did you see Rude Boy in my video? And he was like, no. So, yeah. Let's just continue eating this Alan's in silence. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that could be it. Brianna gets her phone out and you know checks her contacts. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the that's the last in translation movie that we need to see. Just Liam Neeson and Rihanna not connecting. <laughs> yeah. Two hours and they still don't know anything about each other. <laughs> People will probably pay to see it. That's the that's the thing. People will probably like. Yeah. Take my money. I'm going to see it. Yeah. I feel like Rihanna's had wilder nights out than Taken. <laughs> She really Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Rihanna's like the ultimate party girl. Like, if you're going to party, like, yeah. you go, Rihanna. I think, yeah. I'd be, yeah. I think I'd, like, go, but be scared. I'd be like, yeah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't look feeling really drunk because you'd be like, I want to be cool enough for Rihanna. So you'd do five yeah. tequila shots and then just be like, oh, no. Yeah, and she'd be like, totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always think that with Rihanna, like, she'd be like she's like so much power and presence that you'd be there and you think you'd be really in with her and you'd be like Rihanna loves me Rihanna thinks I'm really funny and then you'd say one thing that was slightly off and she'd just stare at you and be like get out of my limo (laughs) (laughs) oh no I've ruined it I'm probably back to Beyonce now Wow, option. Okay. I want this option. Who is this person? <laughs> Who's ever deciding between Beyonce, Beyonce and Rihanna? Jay Z. Yeah. Oh. oh. No, no. In terms of she, he, he's her mentor. Beyonce. Oh, that's husband. true. I didn't oh, yeah. see. I didn't go down that. I thought road. you were. No, 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 no. He's her is not in the good if, books right now. If Rihanna was was the other woman. No, 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 no. I, I'm a, okay. I'm a. I'm part of the beehive. Okay. So, <laughs> Toby has unmasked herself. <laughs> oh god, like Beyonce, I could talk all just, day long. Just bees from... coming out of you. <laughs> no, no, no. So that was like a rumor that her publicist started to get her more press. They oh. was never together. They, she, he came out a few years ago. And was like, yeah, I started that to get more press, and oh it was like, god. yeah, yeah. Wow. Like they all knew it was for press. Wow. There was the Rita Ora rumor as well, wasn't there? That he was getting on with Rita Ora. Mm. But I don't think that was true. I think that mm. um, the Evening Standard employs Rita Ora or something because like, you can't pick up the Evening Standard without seeing Rita Ora. In really? There. But yeah, I don't know what she does. No, no one knows. No one knows. We're going to need to get an expert on about Rita Ora if there is one. <laughs> so Toby, obviously, uh, Issa Rae is known for starting, kind of being a big self-starter. Like she started everything herself online with her YouTube series and then parlayed it into this TV series that we all love or we will soon all love. Yes, I will. I Um, already love it. And you're somewhat of an online self-starter yourself. Tell us about what you get up to. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Me? Me? Oh, me. Me, what do I do? Okay, so yeah, um... I am a journalist. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. A good that, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a good one. But, you know, like most journalists, it just about pays my bills. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> but then I started a publication called Black Ballad. Um, I, yeah, since I, I literally got my first job like a few months outside of uni. And I just kind of realised that, like, there was a real lack of diversity in the offices and it just was really strange to me and it was like I'd have there'd be men in the office making decisions about women whether it be like picture editors or designers or associate editors but there was never women black women or women of colour making these decisions and I was like that's so strange to me like Mm. there's only like one group of women and then there'll be like some men making decisions about women and like setting the agendas of like what women should read and what women should think and I was like that just makes no sense. I used to complain about it all the time. And then basically, I lost my job. <laughs> oh, wow. And I spent a year, like, applying and then being really, like, bummed out. Yeah. And then I was just like, why am I waiting around for anyone to give me a job? Like, why? Why? I'm just going to give myself a job. And, like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to start this publication. And then, like, everyone was like, okay, go for it. And then eight months later, 
ta-da, it appeared. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do you know what, though? Sometimes there's nothing like kick-starting you into deciding to do something than losing your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like... It went out and I was just, you know, I had people, I got like my friends be like, oh, do you want to write for it? Like, yeah. And then I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And like, because Black Ballad specifically is aimed at black women, there was really nothing out there. There was really nothing out there that was talking to them like it. You know, I think yeah. publication was, was starting to talk about race issues, but there were massive flaws and gaps in knowledge when they were talking about these issues, especially race issues that were particular to black women. Yeah. So um, everyone was like, okay, well this represents me, this actually talks accurately about my experience. And then it just started growing and snowballing and growing and snowballing. And then, like, I realised, oh, people actually read this shit. So, like, <laughs> like yeah. And then um, we got to a point where it was just growing so fast and we just had to be like, so how can we really make this, like, sustainable? Yeah. And, like, we all know as journalists, like, yeah, money is tight. Yeah. So we decided to crowdfund and we raised like £10,000 in like a month last year. Wow, that's amazing. Um, And I think that was when I realised how many black women really desperately loved Black Ballad because they was like, kind of like, okay, if the crowdfund doesn't work, what will happen? I was like, we'll probably have to just like nix it and be like, it's done. Yeah. And people were like, no, like we want it. Um, So people paid their money. We went away for like six months and we relaunched this year, June. Yeah, and basically, um, people pay a membership. It's either like four ninety nine a month or six ninety nine a month, and you get access to all content. You get discounts to the events we put on each month, and then you get discounts to black owned brands in the UK. A lot of black entrepreneurs they don't really have the funding to kind of like for advertising in like massive magazines. So we have a place in called our directory where they pay a small fee, and then they get exposure to our audience, um, and then our members get discounts off those brands so it's kind of like a little a really nice yeah yeah, that we're kind of trying to build and it's a lot of work (laughs) yeah but do you feel like you're carving something really new it must be really exciting it is it's it's, it is exciting it's a lot of pressure to get right right because obviously as a black woman this is something that I'm really desperate to get right it's something that I haven't seen someone get it right yet for me anyways um so I think that's probably the hardest thing about it is the pressure of always wanting to get it right. And I think when you are invested in your audience, when you have the lived experience of your audience, you do want to portray it as accurately as possible. However, I'm just one woman. You know what I mean? Black women, like all women, we're all very different. You know, I'm a black woman from East London, you know, who's able-bodied, who's straight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to represent all black women because that's my identity so being at peace with that has really helped me um but yeah it does feel like I'm carving something new and exciting and um that does keep me going in the lack of sleep and when I'm (laughs) tired and grouchy so yeah yeah yeah, that's great so if um if insecure is the natural follow-on from awkward black girl uh what's the what do you think is the the insecure for black ballad (laughs) Oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> what a well, question. He's quite, he's quite a big <laughs> name to get, actually. Yeah, 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 I can't. Yeah, I won't be aiming that high. Um, <laughs> um, do you know what? I don't know. I think at the moment it's just keeping this going and growing our audience. Um, actually, do you know what? Growing it outside London. We're quite London-focused. Yeah. Mm. And we've got a few members in different parts of the country. And we even have some members in Australia and... Um, oh, wow. Korea yeah, cool. and America 
That's so, so nice. making it more global, um, I think one thing, the black experience is a very black American experience. And I'd love to make sure the black British experience has that kind of exposure. Yeah. And um, the black British experience is really cultural. There's so many things that we've brought to the table. Um, and I'd love to expose that more. So I think for me, making it a bit more global and making the black British experience more global would be like something I'd like to contribute to doing. That sounds really big and like... It sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) And I have a complete faith that you're going to do as well, mate. It sounds amazing. Like, I feel like very inspired just sitting here like... I feel like uh, not only everything that Toby has said on the podcast today has been excellent, but uh, as proof that I believe she's going to do it is that she's wearing an excellent Whitney Houston t-shirt. It's absolutely amazing. (laughs) It's one of the best things I've seen this year. (laughs) When you watch Insecure tonight, you'll take that back and you'll be like, you know what? That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, Whitney. (laughs) Your ass wasn't as good as these guys. (laughs) You'll definitely take that back. So, Toby, if people want to find Black Ballad and find you on social media, online, where do they where do they go? Okay, so it's Black Ballad UK on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to follow me, um, some people would say you shouldn't, but hey, you want to <laughs> at your own risk. And it's I am Toby Oridan um, on Twitter and Instagram. And I should probably spell out my last name. Please, go ahead. So it is I am T-O-B-I-O-R-E-D-E-I-N. Fantastic. You heard it here, not first, because Toby's massive. (laughs) (laughs) Toby, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Are you going to watch Insecure? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Toby, and thanks for listening to our bonus episode. We'll be back on Tuesday with a very special Christmas episode. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.